Hey, Matt. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to What Are You Listening To? The weekly podcast created to foster community through music by sharing the stories behind the songs that soundtrack our lives. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by my friend Matt Sidholm, co-host and co-founder of the Super Awesome Mix podcast. This week, we're doing things a little differently. We'll pick four songs like always, but this week they will all be from the same artist, an artist that has soundtracked many lives. That's right. This week's episode is all about the concert event that broke the internet, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. (laughs) So we're going to jump right in this week. With that, Matt, let's get started. Can we please talk about Taylor Swift? Yeah, I mean, who better to bring on uh, to talk about Taylor Swift than, you know, a middle-aged dad like right? myself? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we kind of created this because we both got to see the concert. I, yes. I went in Dallas on the first night, the Friday show, and you just went in Houston last weekend, right, on the Friday show? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were... You know, I was texting both you and Samer during the uh, during the show up here in Dallas because that was earlier in the tour, and I was just like, "This is incredible." And um, you know, like I'll say about Taylor Swift, I, I am not in the demo. She's not writing these songs for me, but I think she's an incredible songwriter. And seeing her live was uh, an amazing experience. So we thought we would just come together and talk about it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for this episode specifically, it's certainly about the songs. I mean, everybody loves the songs. It would be impossible for me, at least, to just choose four. So what I tried to think about, and I think you did too, when we were putting these together is like the performance also, like where this sort of fit into the show and how it resonated with the people we were with um, and, and all of those things too. So share with the listeners how you found yourself at a Taylor Swift show before we jump into introducing our songs. I mean, I don't know if everybody knows that you're the president of the Dallas chapter of the fan club. So you might like drop that in so people know. And then, you know, I don't like to talk about that. I just go by my handle. Okay. I just go by my handle. Swifty dad, number one. Swifty dad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Now I have a nine-year-old daughter and of course she's a massive Taylor Swift fan. And so we got a chance we we got some tickets we were you know graciously gifted some tickets to the show so so I went with her and I'm really glad I did because you know I kind of stood back and and just sort of watched her enjoy it and then just sort of looked around and I was really watching kind of how all all the things work together because it's quite the show and for those there's there's tons of videos out there but you know, it's in a football stadium, right? Like, the, you know, I got to see it where the Dallas Cowboys normally play and you got to see it where the Houston Texans normally play. And and the whole stage is like 70 yards long. It's huge. And she uses every bit of it. And there's video screens everywhere. There's lights. There's so many things going on, at, at, you know, all at once. And it's a three-hour show. And I've seen Springsteen multiple times and he goes for three hours, but that'll include like an 11 minute version of Rosalita, right? Where right. he can just let the, the, the band kind of riff a little bit and they'll extend songs out and all this. 
that's not what Taylor Swift's all about, right? Like she's not gonna, she's not this prolific guitarist that she's gonna sit here and just shred for a while. And we don't know anybody in her band either. So it's not like we're going to sit here and go, well, we, we came to see the drum solo, right? Right. Um, they're there for the song. So I was really like, how's this going to work? And I, I was really blown away by how uh, the, the staging and the performance and everything went. And so my first song kind of went just right to that. So I'm going to start kind of in the middle because this song kind of comes right smack dab in the middle of uh, the set list. And it's all too well, the 10 minute version. And so I was like, I I saw this on the playlist. I was like, she has a 10 minute long song. And then I remembered on Saturday Night Live, maybe it was just last year, she performed this. And it was insane because it's like, who performs a 10 minute song on Saturday Night Live? Right. (laughs) But she did. And, um, you know, she just sets up right in the middle of this stage and she's just standing up there. And of course, everybody maybe but me knows every word, to all the songs. Right. So I, yes. I'm not I'm not dialed in, but I'm like, OK, I'm in, you know, I'm sitting here listening to this. And I'm like, this is incredible because it's like a 10 minute long story that she's just up there singing. Again, there's not this extended guitar solo or something else that is going to take this to 10 minutes. It's I, I'm telling this story for 10 minutes. And um, I was just blown away by that, that she could, she could pull that off. And everybody was pretty much all in, like nobody moved throughout this show. No. And uh, I thought, especially during this song it, that, that really stood out for me. And when we talk about community through music, like this concert was the illustration of that, the the live embodiment of that for me, right? We're in this stadium, you know, 60, 70,000 people, you know, seat stadium and every single person. I mean, I'm looking like you, I was looking around all night and she does a cool thing at the tour. Again, you've all seen the videos probably, but everybody wears wristbands that light up. And so she explains later that like, yeah, it's cool and it looks pretty, but from where she is on the stage, every single one of those lights represents a person to her. So she knows like all of those lights equal a people, uh, equal people, right? And so that's what made it so cool is you look around and everybody's singing, everybody's there. And then again, to take it to like, just when you think she can't be any more genius, she goes into a song that is a 10 minute long song that I know all the words to. I could sing it right now here for you, Matt. I won't, but I could. (laughs) And everyone around me could. And then on top of that, okay, at this point, I've heard the original of this song. I've heard Taylor's version, the re-record of this song. I've heard the 10 minute version of this song. I've watched the video slash short film for this song. I've seen the SNL performance for this song. I've now seen it live and I will do more. If she wants to do a feature film version of this song, <laughs> I'm there for it. Like I, I just think it's amazing that, yeah, that any artist can pull off a 10 minute song first off and then that she can do it live. She can do it on SNL. Like she can do it everywhere. Um, and people are still totally into it. And, you know, again, I'll say this probably a lot in the show, but she's so relatable. I know when we talk about you not being the demo that some of that might be lost, but that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show too. And not one of my (laughs) female friend fans that also attended the show is because I think that there was something for everybody there, whether it was, you know, dads that found themselves there with daughters or guys that found themselves there with girlfriends or, I mean, certainly in Houston, the crowd was overwhelmingly female. I mean, I want to say like 
80% female, maybe more. <laughs> yeah, same same as in same as in Dallas, in Dallas that was the yeah. case. You know, the one benefit I found is that um when I went to the restroom there was nobody there and <laughs> getting in and out of the aisles was was no problem. Uh I don't even think anyone had to stand up. I could just slide right by, so <laughs> Well, that, and for, any, um, for any single dudes listening, if you're looking for a lady, I highly recommend <laughs> hanging out yeah, after the Taylor just, Swift concert. <laughs> just pony up for a ticket, right. learn, the, learn the words to like three songs and just kind of sing along. It's probably not going to be a bad look for you. You might leave married. I, I don't know. You might leave married. But <laughs> a story that did not end well or end in marriage was definitely um, the story that you referenced in All Too Well. Um, and again, I just, I think that, you know, another reason I love that she played this song, another reason that I think everybody was so into it is that anybody who's ever been in a relationship like this, you know, especially where there's an age or an experience difference, like this song hits really hard. Um, and it also made it impossible for me to ever see and or enjoy a Jake Gyllenhaal movie again. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and also, too, this might be one of my favorite songs of hers lyrically. I'll say that too. Maybe it's because it's 10 minutes. So she has a lot of time to pack in a bunch of gems. But, yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, the whole song is filled with like brilliant phrases like, you know, you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. I mean, come on. That is, it's amazing. I'll yeah. Stop now, and that's and I wasn't surprised <laughs> to see that they had made like a little short film out of it mm -hmm. because that's how I always felt about, you know, a lot of Springsteen lyrics is I was always like, this is, you know, he he's telling this full story in yeah. this three, four, five minute song. And in fact, one of his songs, Highway Patrolman, Sean Penn actually turned into a movie, um, oh. a full length movie. Yeah. So, so that was something you know, when you said she could turn this into a full length movie, it's like probably not that not even just this song. There's probably a number of songs oh. that you can kind of stretch out and, and build a screenplay around. And, um, you know, in fact, we're probably going to talk about one here in a little bit that I we think it, it'll probably apply to. So, yeah, I mean, but that just speaks right there to like good storytelling and songwriting. And I think that's what I really appreciate about her is that I can sit here and listen to a song for the first time. And I will say, even in the stadium setting, you can understand the lyrics and yep. you can hear her. And so that was really impressive, too, from a from a sound experience that, you know, again, even me, I don't know all the words. I'm not singing along, but I can hear her voice and I can understand what she's saying. True. Yeah, it's so true. Well, tell me about your second pick. I'm excited to talk about this one. So there's also a segment in the show, and I think it's later in the show, right before she gets to the Midnight's album. So it's, yep. you know, you're you're in at this point for two hours, 15 minutes at this point, like mm -hmm. you're well into the show. And she kind of gets to the front of the stage and she's got a piano and a guitar there and come to find out because everyone kind of had the playlist from like the Glendale show where she opened up. So everyone was like, okay, we know exactly what's coming. Yes. And, you know, she had like two or three wild cards, if you will, throughout the show. Um, and this was one of them. So she would just stay up there with a, like I said, piano, guitar and, and play one of her songs. And one of the ones she picked was one I recognized because it was some of her earlier work and it was ours. And this was more when she was a little bit more country-ish. And uh, truthfully, at the time when she first hit big, I... Uh, 
I was coaching uh, women's basketball and all the players were listening to this. So I, <laughs> I heard a lot more Taylor Swift early on because I would be stuck on a bus traveling to a game and would just, you know, absorb some of her music and stuff. But I remember them telling me they, they were early money on Taylor Swift. They were like, coach, you got to get into this. You got to get into this. And uh, yeah. I told him I'd wait until I had a nine-year-old daughter and she had at least 10 <laughs> albums out. And, and right. that that proved to be scarily, scarily accurate as far as uh, <laughs> when I said I'd get into it. But um, no, I, I love this song. And uh, again, you know, it's really well written. But the line that always sticks out to me is life makes love look hard, which I yes. think uh, which I think is so true. There's always sort of other externalities that people sort of blame things on when it comes to relationships and uh, how they're relating to a partner or, or time that they have for someone else. And, um, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be hard. It's true. And it's funny that you called out that lyric. The lyric that I've always loved from this song is, um, so don't you worry your pretty little mind. People throw rocks at things that shine. I always love that too. So th so this is not one of the bonus songs that I got live. So I was super, when you said this, I was like, oh, what a cool song to get live. My wild card songs were Wonderland on guitar from the deluxe version of 1989. And then her piano, um, her piano wild card song was You're Not Sorry from Fearless, Taylor's version. Um, and so I was, whenever you pulled this out, I was like, ours, they, they didn't play ours. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that must have been his wild card pick. Yes. And I thought um, if we're going to review the show, we should talk about that there's wild cards, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the tour is still ongoing. So you still got a chance to get out there and, and see her. Um, probably at a premium is what you'd be paying at this point. But yes. I'll tell you, it's, it's a hell of a show. So, I mean, and that's coming from me who is, you know, would not say even close to diehard fan, but um, I'd say at this point, certainly a fan. And um, this was one that I recognized and I thought it was really impressive that amidst a really complex stage show and production, she's still able to say, I'm going to do these two songs tonight, right? Which, you know, you'd think would be really difficult to fit in. Well, yeah. And for her, like you said, to kind of go back, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the breakdown is, you know, in the audience between, you know, diehard fans that have been with her since the beginning. And then people like me that joined in sort of late, like I was not on board with early Taylor Swift, really. Um, I, I think I kind of jumped in the mix around the Red album, which is her fourth album. Um, that's when I became a fan. And then by 1989, I was like in for life. But those first three albums, I mean, I heard, you know, You Belong With Me and Love Story and some of her big like hits that were out there, but I didn't really get into it until Red. And so, um, you know, going, but now, of course, I know all of them. Now that I'm a fan, you know, I've done the deep dive, but um, it was cool that she picked something that was from early Taylor Swift that did sound country. When I think a lot of people were there probably for her more poppy stuff. Um, but this album um, th that ours is on, uh, the Speak Now album, is kind of that last one that sounds country at all. Really mm -hmm. post that, you get you get the pop version of Taylor Swift. Um, but I also love that, that, you know, that's such a cute song and it's such a cute song to share with your daughter. So I can, I can remember, I thought about you a lot during the show whenever, you know, songs like Ready For It and Vigilante Shit and Illicit <laughs> Affairs were playing. I was like, oh, those aren't great, like father-daughter discussion topics. Like, 
<laughs> well, luckily she's still a little young to be like, Dad, what's she talking about? When Dad, what's yeah. vigilante shit? What yeah. is? What does she mean when she says, "Draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man"? <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't have those discussions. Luckily, um, yeah. In a couple of years, I may not be so lucky, but at least for this one, she just kind of. You know, dance along. She knew all the songs, but yeah, there were no, luckily, no weird conversations or anything that came out of it. That's a that's a cute one for the two of you to share. That is. So I'm glad she played ours. That was part one of Jen's conversation with Matt Sidholm about the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Come back next week to hear the rest of their conversation and Jen's picks from the show. <laughs>